Thank you for tuning in to Spiritual Debriefing from First Baptist Church Hawassi, a podcast about Christian men living a Christian life in a very unchristian world. With your hosts, Daniel Meadows, Derek Fisher, Randy Bryson, Jed Harris, and me, Ray Taggart. Welcome to Spiritual Debriefing. I am your host, Brother Daniel Meadows, Youth Pastor at Fresh Baptist High, Wasi Men's Ministry Director. With me, as always, is... That's me. I'm Randy. <laughs> About time we get done with that. Jeez. I don't have a title. I'm Randy. <laughs> Moving on to... I'm used to Jed being over here, so <laughs> yeah. now it's Derek. Yeah. Hi, Derek. <laughs> we're, we're changed. Hey, it's back to... Like our first one we recorded with the way we went around. Hmm. Yeah. It is. It yep. is. Yeah. Yep. It was you, Jed, that got out of place. Mm-hmm. Jed. 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 No, no, It's no, always no. the short ones. <laughs> it's easier to slip in. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't see them. <laughs> no. All right. Your turn. Oh, I'm Jed. Hi, Jed. Hi, Randy. <laughs> see? It's that spot. <laughs> it's the spot. <laughs> And then I'm here, too, uh, pushing the buttons, trying to get the volume right. We're actually in a different spot than we normally are, so I'll apologize if it sounds a little different. And uh, and uh, if you like the podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, share it with your friends and family, post it up places. It's on all the major podcast sites, so whatever they listen to, they should be able to find us. Just look for Spiritual Debriefing. And if you can't find us, shoot us a message, and we'll figure out how to help you. Say my name. Yeah, you said Ray. <laughs> oh, hi Ray. Oh hey Ray. <laughs> that was awesome, Ray. Yeah. Can you do it again? Yeah. RT. <laughs> so the one pushing buttons. That's Ray. <laughs> Did I say my name? Did he, I say my name? He is pushing buttons. All he right. is pushing a lot of buttons. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, tonight. Um, one of the things we've been talking about off and on for a little bit is uh, leadership, and so I just kind of want us to go. Uh, into into different aspects of leadership. What is leadership? What does Christian leadership look like? All the stuff. So what... what and the world right now <laughs> lacks leadership. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like big time. Yeah. As yeah. far as what, Derek? Well, we have more bosses than we do leaders. You know, that's how I feel. You know, bosses... I have a little thing. Let me pull this up. I think I sent it to you a couple it to of me. you. You sent to me. And it's so true, though, um, because I remember working for good leaders, and you can remember them. Um, you know, on the bosses, they demand, uh, they rely on authority. Um, they always say I. Mm, they use people. They take credit for everything. Um, you know, they place, they, they place the blame all the time on others. So that's, you know, that, that's bosses, you know, where I worked for a lot of bosses. I've had a lot of different jobs. But I remember the leaders, and even, like, in the police department, too, you know, here we go again, you know, the <laughs> law enforcement. But I remember this one sergeant I worked for, and we, well, I, I always followed him, and a lot of us always followed him every year on the shift bid. 
because he was a good leader because he worked with us. We didn't work for him. He worked with us. He was always on calls with us. If we were command of a call, he'd let us be the commander of the call. He was trying to teach us. Um, and I always think like a good leader, I'm going to teach you to replace me. Because one day, you you know, we're all going to get replaced. So and that's why I followed him all the time. It was awesome just working with him, just being on different calls, and then really just teaching, just just leading with us down there. It was always boots on the ground. He came from a military background, and that's what his philosophy was, was wear the boots on the ground. So, yeah, that's what I think the bosses are that are out there, those things that I mentioned. What do you think, Randy? Well, <clears throat> one thing that comes to mind is I know I speak of my boss all the time, but I, I think I've got a pretty awesome boss. He, he, when I first started, he, he always told me, I won't tell you to do anything that I won't do with you. So that always hit a nerve with me right there saying, I think I think he would do about everything I would. He, he hasn't he hasn't set me on a, a path yet that he hasn't already been there or will help me with. So I, I really think that <clears throat> really stuck with me with this because as we studied this here as well, I was looking through here and going, man, <clears throat> I re- I don't think I've ever had a good boss that was down in the trenches with me or get dirty with me or you know, basically help me because the way I see it, a good boss has been there, done that, and will help you succeed through that, not just tell you what to do. Some bosses will let you learn from that, but most of the time a good boss will be there with you. Yeah, and then they teach you. Yeah, they teach you. Because how am I going to know something I don't know? Yeah. You know, that's where that comes into play too. Are you – are you going to teach me how to do this or are you just going to tell me? Yeah. You know, I, so. and, and I don't like the challenge of somebody telling you how to do it, but in the same sense, if you need help and you right, ask for it, right. yeah, they're there I, yeah. for you. Yep. And I like that. And yeah. I think pretty well, I'm pretty content right now at my job where my boss will do that. If I say, I don't know how to do something, mm-hmm. either he'll show me or he'll find somebody to show me. Right. Yeah. I think it's real important to be able to do what you are leading in anything mm-hmm. um, you know the part of the company that I manage where I work I had uh, was hiring someone to be a mid-level manager and when I was doing the hiring process I told every single person I interviewed I said for the first thing you're going to do is actually work at the base level for at least two or three months before I'm not going to jump you straight into training training management I'm going to have you do what I'm asking you asking my people to do that I want you to manage over because if you don't fully understand their job, how can you actually manage them properly? I mean, it's, they gotta know how it actually works. Otherwise you will just completely have expectations that don't match what's capable or not understand the difficulty of what you're asking for. If you just don't understand what your, the people are actually doing. Right. And then that brings up a good one too, is that a, a really important characteristic of a leader is being humble. I think that's really important as a leader. How do you do that and lead at the same time? Hmm. That's a good one. I think a lot of your humbleness will come from, like what Ray said, starting at the bottom and working mm-hmm. your way up. Everything that I've ever done, 
I've done every job in the auction business there is, from the office to clerking to setting up to clean up to picking up trash the whole nine yards. Done it all. Mm -hmm. So I know how it's supposed to be done, and I know what I'd expect out of someone else. So because I've been there and done it. And I think that those, that's and what keeps you humble. humble. You're because humble. Because you know you've lived it. <clears throat> you worked from the very bottom in every job that I've had. I've worked from the bottom. Right. It, but to, to keep yourself humble, though, C.S. Lewis said, uh, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. Mm-hmm. Right? And so to be a good leader in humility... It's not look what I've done, right? But it's it's look what you're doing and becoming, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's a lot more. Look what we have done, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it yeah. it's it's no longer an I. It's a we. It's thing. a we. Yeah. I got other stuff. I'm looking at. That's what, I, I got my to, notes here. I, I had right. a I had a quote, but I couldn't find it. So I'll give you a quote if you're looking for one. Here Always you love your quotes <laughs> a lot. A life spent a life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable, but more useful in life spending doing nothing. Explain that. Mm. Well, I think in all our lives we're afraid to make mistakes, but we don't realize mistakes are what makes process pro, uh, progress. Because either we grow from our mistakes and move on. Or we do nothing and never learn anything. I like that. I think a, I think a good leader learns from their past. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what I try to explain to the students all the time um, when they talk about like their parents and the rules. I'm like, you know, they have these rules because they have a past where they made a mistake, and they're trying to teach you and lead you to not do that. But yeah. You know, I was reading something on Warren Buffett, and... It's 5 o'clock somewhere? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And he had an article out there, and it was good. He goes, you know, as leaders, your customers, your employees, your communities, and your family members depend on you to keep the world spinning on its axis. In your local context, think about what area your mental, physical, and even spiritual health you're neglecting right now. So he's talking about you as being a leader. You know, what What are you neglecting? You know, uh, you know, you, your plan of action doesn't have to be time-consuming or too demanding, but just be mindful and improving on area of your well-being, right? And he even brought up, which is an area that, you know, we have to, is mental health. We, you know, we got to make sure that, you know, we're kind of sharp, right? We keep on top of mental health. But, you know, I read those self-improvement books and, you know, the Zig Ziglar's and, you know, and the motivational, I'm always on top of that. And I, I like that as my self-help, as my motivation. And, you know, what surprised me was that he even put on there is your spiritual health. Yeah. And and we see that in leaders, and I think I said this earlier tonight, but what we are discussing, is that good leaders submit to a higher power. And, you know, our higher power is God. And that's who we submit ourselves to. And, you know, Jesus, when he walked this earth, 
gave us a good example on how to be a leader because he did show humbleness, mm -hmm. right? And just by him walking the earth is showing us how to be good leaders. And I'm trying to get it out right, but it's not coming out right. But, you know, it, you know, and he even prayed to his father all the time, you know, and that's his keeping his spiritual health. And we need to do that as well. I and mean, we need to cry out to God sometimes and, and to keep our, our spiritual health in check. And, you know, you can go through all those different ones and, and physical, you know, we, if you work out a lot, you think faster, you're smarter, you're on top of things. You know that, Daniel, you're a runner. Oh, yeah. Right? You know when the days you don't run because everything's you, off. My yeah, attitude. Attitude, everything. your brain's fogged. Yep. So there's a lot of things that we got to keep in check as leaders. And we got to keep working at those things. That's never done. Right. You're never done with it. Go, I mastered to be a leader, so now I'm done. The day I master being a leader is the day that God calls me home. Right. right. Because then my work's done here on earth. Yeah. And I and I do the same thing. You know, yeah. I'm always listening to, you know, different things that helps me, my mental health and different podcasts and different, you know, I like the Zig Ziglar, you know, I like the Eric Thomas, you know, it just motivates me, gets me thinking, gets me going, hey, I, I push for more. I want to be better. Yep. I never settle for mediocre, which is that, you know, you know that, Randy. Mm -hmm. We always shoot for better. For better. And we do the same thing to our kids. There's always room for growth. Always. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> There's always. And then I think we're, we're, you know, that separates that from the bosses to the leaders is that bosses think that they got to a spot in their job and they're done. Okay, I'm done. I'm the boss now. You got to listen to me. But you haven't improved yourself anymore. You got to the boss spot. You went through the drive, and I love the drive. You set your goals, and you set your things, and I love the drive. But when I get there, then I'm like, okay, what's next? Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Okay, I hit this part. What's next? Le you know, I hit the one mile on a treadmill. Okay, cool. What's next? Le leadership's not a title. It's not. You know, and that's where we're at today is is a lot of people think, oh, well, I got that title, so that makes me the leader. And right. You're not. You're a boss. No. And, right. And so, and that's why you guys know that I hate titles. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> like titles. Well, in a lot of places, you'll even find that if there is just a boss, one of the employees will actually be the leader. Right. Mm -hmm. There'll be someone who's right. a member <laughs> yeah. of that boss who's actually the yep. one that everyone looks up to uh -huh. to know what to do, how to do it. They don't go to the boss to how do we fix this problem. Right. They go to They'll their go to leader. leader. Yep. And it's got, and now, you know, just going back to what you're saying about how Jesus showed us the right way. I mean, we're studying MacArthur's disciple stuff. And one of the things he brought up was that the three characteristics Jesus demonstrated of a leader is initiative just getting out there and getting things started and getting things done, as opposed to saying, this needs to be done, somebody sort it out. I mean, he often just stepped in and did stuff before even telling anybody it was happening. He mm -hmm. just did it. And then involvement, right? He's the one actually doing it, as you are saying, leading from the front, being in the middle of everything while you're doing it. And the last one was inquisitiveness, which is something I, 
Uh, that was new to me. The other two kind of were like, yeah, yeah. But if you look at it, you know, Jesus was always responding with questions right. to people. Right. If they had a question to him, he usually threw a question back at them. Mm-hmm. And one of the key things, I mean, even my, my boss at my company, he's always asking me questions, lots of questions. And it's why I think he's a, such a good leader of our company, because he wants to understand, not just say, this is how it is, get her done. You know, he's always asking a lot of questions. So those are three things that just triggered off of what you said. And then one last thing, I actually today I got heard a quote about how, how you know, it was a, this guy who wrote a book called 1% Better, and I don't remember the name of the author. I wish I could right now. Um, but he said, you don't rise to your goals. You fail to your process. Right, yeah. right. And I was like, that is yeah. so true. You can't yep. just set a goal. That's what bosses do. They'll mm-hmm. set a goal they'll do nothing else. A true leader will figure out the process on right. how to get to that goal. Yep. Well, that's leader, a leader will strive for progress, not for perfection. Because we'll never reach perfection on this side of heaven. Right, right. right. But we'll always have progress going towards it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's like with my running. You know, I'm not the best runner. But there's progress in my running to get me to where I want to be. Right. You know, and and I think that's the same in leadership is that that I'll never be the best leader because I can always think of someone better than me, right, to be a leader. But there's progress that I'm taking and steps that I'm taking to get to being the best. But that should strive you to be better. Right. Right, somebody better than you that should be striving right. you to be That's better. That's what makes. Right. Yep. Yep. Good, yeah. good leaders will put themselves around people who are better than them too. Right. You're right. not going to surround yourself with low people to make yourself look better. You're going to say, okay, these people are doing what I want to do. They know something. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go. That's what you're going to do. You're going to surround yourself with people that are better. That makes you better. Yeah. You know, we and we hear that too, Randy, all the time, and that you know, Eric Thomas, you know, motivational stuff is. You know, I, I'm not gonna hang out with the, with the, what do they say, like the naysayers. Mm-hmm. You know, the negative people. If I hang out with negative people all the time, you're gonna make me negative, mm-hmm. and I yeah. don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't need that in my life. Yeah. And so that's where you know that's where that steps up is being a leader and say, you know, you're always negative. I can't. Sorry, I can't be with you. Yeah. yeah. You know. You hit uh, that level, then you want to hit the next level. Mm-hmm. You just right. Keep going. Right. Yep. That's, that's the same with us not hanging out too much with people in the world, too. Right. You know, yeah. because they're going to be bringing us away from the godly leadership we're trying to be because they're fully compromising all the time. Yep. And, you know, you can easily slip in with that if you're hanging out with them too much. Mm-hmm. Ray, you're going to take my job and throwing quotes out there. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to add one before we moved on, but, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, this one reminds me of Derek Brill. Real well too, because we've had this conversation many a times of on different situations here. The way to get started is to quit talking about it and just begin doing it. <laughs> yeah, you like that, buddy? I, I found do. that just I for do. you. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah. I loved it as soon as I read it. I was like, "Yep, that's going on this week's podcast." <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this, because this is one thing that I've I've been pondering about a little bit is, you know, we talk about sometimes being a good leader is just going out there doing it sometimes a good leader though has to step back right sometimes you got to step back and see the big picture 
to see what you need to put in place before you go do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it also allows you to allow the people you're leading to step into their roles. Because I think, because right. I think you told me one time, Derek, we were sitting there talking one day um, up here at the church, and you and you were like, sometimes a leader doesn't necessarily always go do it themselves. Sometimes they they guide other people to go right to do it. Yeah, and that's what you do, and and it's not micromanaging them either. Right. It's letting them shine, and that's what a leader right. does is is let the people that you hang out with, the people that you go and tell to do a job, you let them shine. They take the credit. Yeah, sometimes right? you step that's back. We, and that's what we do, right? I mean, we always say, I mean, I, you hear that from me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Jed, I always say we, and I never yeah. noticed that I always say we, but now, you know, you do the, you know, looking at leadership and looking those certain ways, you're like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not doing this on my own. Just no, like this we. podcast. It's yeah. It's a we thing, mm-hmm. you know. We couldn't do this by ourselves. And I, I told you that earlier <laughs> today I had I had a little piece of a quote, but it's basically a statement that I wanted to tell you, and I just couldn't read it while I was driving the other, while, uh, while ago when we talked. But this goes along with what you both just said. And uh, I'm going to use the word spiritual, but I think we could probably put anything in with spiritual on this. Don't take spiritual out of it, but with it in our lives or whatever. Effective spiritual leadership creates a shared vision among organizational members, giving them a sense of purpose and importance. Such a vision helps produce a culture of genuine compassion and care for other organizational members and selfless attitudes. I think that goes along with what we're trying mm-hmm. to with what we're trying to talk about here. Right. No, it's like when Jesus sent out the seventy disciples to preach. You know, he'd showed them how to do it. He didn't warn them. He didn't say, "Hey, in a month, better be ready." It was just all of a sudden one day. He said, "Okay, this is what you're going to do. You know, don't don't bring anything extra. Don't bring any money. Just go out and do your thing. I'm going to tell you tell you what you need. You've seen what I do. Go do what I do." And he sent them out and sat back. And I mean, I'm sure he didn't stop preaching. I'm sure he was running around preaching while they were doing their thing too. But still, he he recognized the time when sink or swim time came. It was they were ready or they weren't, and he knew they were. But he sent them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ray, you need to get out of my head because that was going to be my next point. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus' leadership emphasizes the importance of being discerning with regards to others without seeking control of them. He cares about their freedoms of his followers to choose, even if he is in those moments that matter so much. Had to choose voluntarily to go through Gethsemane and to hang out on the cross on Calvary. Yeah, yeah. I think we're on the same page, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was funny. On my way here, I was talking to my sister, and she was just telling Telling uh, you know, telling me how she enjoys a podcast, and she just we got done listening to our last one, and and I asked her, I said, "Well, how are things going? You know, how is your, you know, what does your husband think of the podcast?" And you know, she went on to talking about leadership, and it was just funny because I didn't even tell her that's what we we're talking about tonight, and like her husband's struggling at work. You know, he's a relatively new believer. Right. Um. You know, he has a, he's in the military. Um, and he has like a Bible and a devotional book on his desk, and and he's working for this guy right now. It's considers a boss, not a leader, and he and he's struggling with trying to be a godly leader now. You know, as and you might know this, right? I mean, kind of being a new believer and kind of 
always getting shut down, you know, looking at differently and being criticized a lot. And that's what's going on with him right now. And he's struggling because <clears throat> he's at a different position that he's kind of the old school army. You know, if we had problems, we're going to go deal with it in the parking lot. Where now where they don't, they can't do that no more. <laughs> and with this boss is really just that micromanager, always trying to get him to look bad. And that's why I told my sister, I'm like, well, that's, that's, that's yeah, he's working for a boss. He's not working for a leader. And I, and I says, well, hopefully this podcast helps him to be a godly leader in a worldly work environment. And it's very hard to do. It I is. mean, it is very hard. So let's go off of that then. Yeah. What characteristics does it take to be a godly leader in the church, in the home, around non-Christians? Yeah, I think we touched on a couple of them. Yeah, you know, yeah, the first we, one's going to be... We, right, mean, we did a yeah. little bit. first one's going to be humble, humble you humility. Gotta, you, yep, you got to right. stay humble. I think the first one is, is we have to seek his will. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's number one in anything we do. Because if we seek his will for our personal self, it will overflow into everything else in our life. And oh, that's yeah. submitting so, to God. Submitting oh, yeah, to God. Yeah. Yep, submitting I mean, to that God. has to be the number one for... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, almost every time I'm going to have a team meeting or I'm going to have a one-on-one meeting with somebody to talk about something that they didn't do like the way they're supposed to or even give them praise and feedback, you know, like a year review, any of that type of stuff now, I've definitely found that I'm just drawn to pray beforehand mm-hmm. to be like listen I, I got some things I need to get through to them about what they need to adjust and do better on but I don't want to come off as just you know coming down on them saying hey you messed up I want to come to them and I want them to want to do better I want the, and I try to again show them that they can do better either by example or comparing to someone else but praying to God about it I think is it's definitely helped helped a lot. So that's another, as you said, yeah. bringing the Lord into it yeah. to pray in those situations. To you know, if, again, even if uh, if He is listening and He's dealing with that, taking a moment to just pray. Okay, Lord, come in, step in here real quick and help right. me. What do I say? How do I act? What do I do? It will come to you if you're, mm-hmm. if you're nothing with the Lord. too big, nothing too small. Yep. Just go that way. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there anything else, though? I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, 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 right. that's just Cause, how cause, long you, you know, want. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's number one, and, and we know that. That's Like, for us as Christians, you know, we, we understand that's the first thing we got to do. That's true. Right? We got to seek God's will. Right. Right. Know that. right. But we still struggle with that. We do. We do. Oh, we absolutely do. Yes. We know that. We know that. We know that we need to be, you know, but, man, sometimes we still struggle, man. Oh, absolutely. So, so because you know why we struggle. Why? Because of our egos sometimes get in the way. Yeah, because of our pride, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're not staying humble. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, um, obedient. Aha. Oh, here he comes. Come on with it. Let's go, Randy. <laughs> I made a list of this. Ra- Randy's fixing and this is to not, and This is not in any order right now. I didn't sit and I made a list, but love, be humble, be uh, obedient, have good integrity, and be honest. Mm-hmm. I'd add compassion to that. I think you got to have 
compassion for the people you work with and understand that everyone's going to make mistakes mm -hmm. and that you have to I've actually told everybody in, in multiple jobs where I've managed people said I, I have yet to fire someone over making a mistake I will fire somebody in a heartbeat over hiding a mistake because I know we all make them if you make a mistake and you come to me and said hey this happened let's fix it but if you try to cover it up that's when I'm going to fire you yeah yeah you know that's funny <laughs> This in my head right now, and and you and you all know this too because I hate this saying because this is the way we've always done it and this is the way we're going to do it. I hate that saying. Oh yeah. And I don't think that comes from leaders. I think uh, that comes yeah. from bosses yeah. because this is the way we've done it for so long, and this is the way we just do it because that's why we do it. Well, I was just going to say, add to Randy's list: continuous learning. Yeah. You have, you have to. Continue. It's continuous learning. Yeah. You have to. And that's where, you know, your spiritual health, your mental health, yeah. your physical health, your, you know, that's what you're continually working on yourself mm. daily. It's like my daily complete dislike of the word professional. Professional. Because no. professional means you've, you've mastered you've it. You've mastered it. Yeah. I do not believe in that word. <laughs> right. You tell me that all the time. I, I think the list can go on and on, but I think a real good one too is we don't think about a leader. Well, I mean, we probably do, but we don't be a servant. I mean, you can't always lead. Right. Because you don't always have the answer. Somebody on your team can help you and it's always a team, not just you. But a good, a good leader knows when to follow. Correct. What did Paul say in Galatians? Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. Mm -hmm. Right? And, I mean, that's, that's it right there. You have to be willing to humble yourself to serve someone else. Yep. And for us, like, we don't, to us, when we, when we think of serve, we're like, okay, we'll open the door for them. We served them. Right or we'll refill their drink. We served them, but if you put your mind back in the context that Paul was writing in Galatians, they they understood service as different because back then the more servants you had, the better you were in society. Mm -hmm. Right, and so there is Paul and Jesus was essentially saying you have to put yourself as the lowest in society and serve someone and that's where leadership comes from yeah and you're not born a leader i don't believe that you're born a leader so you don't think you have natural born leadership i don't think so i think you have to work on it and i think you're taught and trained because you know if you're just born a leader I, 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 there's a lot of training that comes with leadership and like we said you know you're working on all these different aspects daily to become a, a better leader but do you think you may have some of the characteristics I, of I, a leadership yeah. at yeah. birth, and yeah. then it's just yeah. growth into you? Because I don't think anybody can be a leader. No, I think it's. Right. I think you're right that yes, you can't just. You're not a born leader, as in not having any training right. or anything, right. and you're able right. to lead. Right. But people with the right characteristics, people with the right heart and mind. Be, can become a true leader, not a boss, but a true leader if they have if, good leaders to follow. I was about saying that comes from someone teaching you how. Mm -hmm. Well, and and the biggest key of being a good leader is have discipline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're not just, you know, I, I don't think you're born with discipline because you're taught discipline. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're taught to that self-discipline. And we're, you know, that's what we got to stay on top of is our own self-discipline on 
improving ourselves and right. all those little different aspects in our lives. Right. And so that is going to God. That is reading his word, you know, being disciplined to do that. That is going to the gym, you know, working on my physical health. That's discipline. Waking up at 430 in the morning. You know, I, I've been slacking on that, <laughs> you know, but, you know, and that's why I told Randy, you know, when we started working out and I even told Randy that I says, I, if I tell you to go to the gym, my butt better be at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to preach to you to do that, I better be there. Yep. That's right, buddy. You're right. And so that's that discipline hold. that you got to, you got to keep to and hold accountability. You okay over there? I think so. <laughs> he dropped his notes. <laughs> well, I was about to say something here, and I think I got my notes mixed up, so I ain't going to say it because they'll be talking out of turn. <laughs> well, if you want to talk, you can. <laughs> it's well, your time. Well, well I've, I, I've got a scripture here, and what I got underneath it is not what the scripture was, so oh. I'm going to at least play smart once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, yeah, that's another good quality of a leader, too, is knowing when to shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I'm still working on that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Not to just say something just because it's there to say something. Right. You know? Right. That was Peter. Yeah. Peter learned that. Yep. Big time. Yep. Although, and I'm learning that Jesus all the time. Picked him. Yeah. There's a reason Jesus picked him to be the leader of the apostles, though, because he yeah. had the qualities to be the leader. Mm -hmm. So he was, you know, there was, there was a reason. And actually this, again, we're going to talk about this in our Sunday study a little bit, but Jesus from the beginning also was teaching him how to be a leader and showing him. And I, I, this is something I hadn't picked up before, but you know, he, he, he named Simon Peter to call him the rock, mm. but in, in the Bible, he used both names still. And he'd always use Simon if he was rebuking him or he had done something mm. rash or, you know, out of turn or didn't understand. Yeah. And then he would use Peter whenever he did something right <laughs> to remind him, hey, you are now being the rock I want you to be. Yeah. And then other times being now you're old Simon again. Do you think we should have two names? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, I don't I think know. Sometimes we do. <laughs> I've already had a few different ones bantered back and forth. Right. So, I mean, if my mom's calling me, it's three names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd like to pose a question. Pose it. Posing. Uh, <laughs> I think I think God gave us uh, some great leadership in the Bible, and I guess my question is: is can you guys name a few? I've got a list of them and kind of a little thing. What they? What, I think they just did. We did. A, I wanted, we did a I couple. Wanted, more. But <laughs> couple. You, did, you didn't do the ones on my list, so oh. I want I want to kind of read what I found out here because I like the little sayings they have at the end. So. Fine, I'll go for one. Go. Uh, <laughs> Tell us. Well, okay, the first one on my list is Noah. Leads to do what's right, even if they are all alone. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Anybody else, or you want me to just read my list? No, but that was good. Yeah, no, that was a good one. No, because I didn't, I didn't really think of that. I didn't either. Right, right. And you're right. I mean, and that was listening to God. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, and Moses was a... A good leader, of course, and he did some of the things that that also I think is important for a leader to do is to understand you can't do everything, and you need to identify people to take up and what they can do and what they can't, and you know delegate. Mm -hmm. That is very yeah. important. And, that was, and Moses didn't even figure that out right for himself. He had to be told that by his father-in-law. <laughs> you know, yeah. get some help. Yes, you were a leader, but a leader of, I mean, again, I don't remember the exact number of Israelites at that time, but it was a lot. I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking over 100,000 or something like that at that point. So, I mean, 
you needed help. And so a good leader's got to know when they can't do everything, you have right. to be able to trust the people underneath you and know who to trust. But so like Moses so, is a good one. So like under, we talked about all again. <laughs> so yeah. under Moses, what I have over here is leaders stick up for their people. They do. He did yeah. too, yeah. repeatedly. Yeah, he did that, yeah. Yeah. What else mm-hmm. you got? They're, they're apologetic. You name one, Derek. Come on. Don't say Aaron right now. No, I'm just I joking. I said, I said the best one there was in the Bible. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> You're right. All right. All right, Jed. Come on. Your uh, turn. Read your list. All right. All right. You got Joshua on there, right? I bet, right? Yes, I What do you do. got yeah. under Joshua? Leaders rule by example rather than by command. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, what, what? Again, I don't remember the verse, but you, Daniel probably might. But, you know, when he went and fought those, what, 200 guys by himself with just his shield bearer or whatever it was? That was yeah. Joshua, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Climbed on up there, and the only one with him was his shield bearer and God. And went yeah. after, killed 200 guys. I mean. I'm, I'm going to assume you got David. David, yes. Talk to me. <laughs> Leaders are not afraid of giants. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love right. that. I That's love a- that story though, with Goliath. Mm-hmm. If you really, if you really look at that story, because there's a part in that story that we miss sometimes, and I think it it ties into leadership. Um, because if you look when David is talking to uh, King Solomon about going to fight Goliath, and mm-hmm. Solomon, King Solomon's like, well, "What? You know, essentially, what experience do you have?" And David's like, well, I killed lions and bears. That's a past experience that God was using yeah. to prepare him for the big battle that was coming up. And in leadership, our failed experiences, our past experiences, are to prepare us for what God's about to open up for us. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have two more. Let's see if you guys can name one of the two or both. Okay, time's up. Hang on, wait, no, no, wait, wait. (laughs) Bing! Old Old Testament, New Testament. Uh, Let's see. Old. Male or female? Let me just read them. (laughs) Ruth. (laughs) Ruth. No, they're they're males. Okay, Isaiah. 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 Yeah. Okay. Leaders rise to the occasion. They sure do. Okay. Joseph. Leaders endure the spite of circumstances. He was one who definitely became a leader, had zero yeah. zero leader from the beginning, <laughs> right. yeah. and worked his way all the way up from you know the worst possible situation. I mean, you really think about that. He went from slave to prison to second in command of Egypt. Yeah, because he had good leadership skills. Well, he Dan- demonstrated Daniel. his whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daniel. What Daniel? Not me. <laughs> Not me. I'm working on it, trying to become like Daniel from the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, he had good leadership. Yeah. Yeah. But that continues, and we have to work on right. it all right. the time. Yeah. And, and, with like, and I think, too, some of these that we've mentioned, they didn't have somebody that they learned from. Right? Daniel. Who did Daniel learn from? I mean, just the... the God. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. God. I mean, honestly, that was it. God. Yeah. You know. Who else better uh, to learn from, though? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Because he you knows know. you better than anybody else. <laughs> right. Right. But, you know, I don't know. 
I don't I, know where I was going with that, but and I'm sure the list goes on and on. Oh, absolutely. Those, the, the, I found that, and I was like, man, that'd be good, kind of just, just overview. Yeah, I think one too that's not he didn't mention on there, and is you know, just some parts of it. But Nebuchadnezzar, even though he wasn't a godly leader, he changed his mind numerous times yeah. to God. Right? I mean, there was times where he he was. That's something that a leader has to be able to do is take in. This is the way he, what he believed, this is the law he set down, and then things happened. God showed him something different, and he changed because mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. I mean, not all leaders have to go crazy and live in the wilderness for seven years and eat bugs or whatever he did, but still, <laughs> um, he, you know, being able to be flexible, I think, is really yes. important, uh, especially for a godly leader, because I think you'll quickly find yourself, it's so difficult to keep yourself out of it. You have you to will, be fluid, yeah. not flexible. Yeah, flexible, you can only bend. And you bend so much till you break. That could, that's a good way to Flu put it. Fluid, if you look at a I fluid, <laughs> fluid shapes to whatever container they're put in. Right. Yep. And so a good leader is is fluid. Fluid. Sure. Hmm. Yeah, because if, if you're moving one way, and even if you think it's the right way, but then God tells you something different, you got to be able to yep. shift. you got to yep. be able to... to change the direction you're going and that goes back to always room for improvement yeah mm -hmm. you know there's always room always you pick up a water bottle is it always ever full even a new one mm. there's always space in it mm -hmm. for more right mm. it's a reminder to drink some water <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I yeah. just wanted to read something. If you guys ain't gonna talk about anything, Go uh, ahead. Well, I'm not oh. gonna. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm not gonna mention the name of who said this, but I'm just gonna read what he said. Mm. It says God calls leaders for the purpose of guiding the church according to His will. The great preacher and teacher of this Baptist church said, "I gave the people leadership as I believe I got it from God, and they gave me fellowship." I used to say about my church people, I have to be I have to be careful what I ask of them, because if I ask them to jump in the river, I'll hear water splash. If I hear, if I ask them to walk in the fire, I'll start smelling burning clothes. And I think that made a great leader if people are willing to do what you ask and not have to question you. Because yeah. they believe in what your cause is. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I wonder if the I wonder if the apostles thought knew because I mean Jesus warned them numerous times. He he told them that you know follow me and it'll be you'll die it'll be the end of you. Right. And they still followed because they believed in him as a leader. Mm -hmm. Hundred percent. They were they were all willing and knew, especially right after the crucifixion. I'm sure they all figured their days were numbered on a short list. And it was, I think, only by the grace of God that they got as much time as they did to do what they did. But and they submitted to the higher power. Yep. Yep. All right, fine. Here's another one. <laughs> and I, again, they use spiritual on this one here, but I think you can use it in whatever you decide, life, whatever. But being a spiritual leader means to protect and build up. Yeah. Yep. We kind of talked about that a little bit earlier about you want to edify. You motivate me, Derek. 
I appreciate that. You build me up. <laughs> I don't know about the protecting yet, but you, <laughs> you build me up. <laughs> I protect you from, yeah. I protect you. I protect him from too many donuts. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. But one, the, one, the, one from diabetes, from the heart failure. Yeah, I yeah. protect him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The statement goes on, and it basically within a spiritual leader, and this statement goes on with your wife and family as well. So, I mean, it, it means respecting and loving your wife, helping her to be the best that she can be. But, again, that's just whoever you're mentoring or I was was just about to ask, how can you be a good leader to your spouse? Because we've talked about leadership and being good leaders. Let's let's bring it more This goes on to be a good listener and always trying to do right, but even uh, be curious about what she's trying to communicate with you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's our our hardest part as men. To listen? Yeah, to listen. Because we're fixers. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know... You know, sit down and just listen to me. No, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, just I tell don't. me what the problem yeah, is. Just tell me what the problem is. What is it? But to really sit there and listen, yep. and yeah. you know what that shows is that love and that kindness and that compassion. Yeah, That's what that shows is when we can sit there and listen to our wives talk about whatever they're dealing with. And, uh, and, I, think it's, and I think that's hard sometimes. I know, especially for me, and, uh, I, you know, I think it's gotten better through the years because I feel that the love has gotten deeper mm-hmm. and you're more connected. And now I do really, really care, yep. you know, of her well-being. And I want... To fix a problem, but I have to sit there and listen, mm-hmm. you know. And he, and that goes in the household as well, just with your wives and with your kids. Mm-hmm. Because what, what I struggle with the most was with my kids is that I could see their potential. And, you know, and I try to motivate them and try to drive them and try to, to do all these things. But sometimes it is just to listen to them, mm-hmm. you know. I know, you know, for raising a teenage daughter right now is not the most funnest. <laughs> I second that. Uh, yeah. I'll it's, put a third to it. Yeah, it's not. Uh, that's where you got to be as much like Jesus as you possibly can. Cause, right. You know, that's I think that's the part that some people miss or people especially who aren't Christians when they see and they're like, oh, yeah, well, the Bible says that, you know, the wife is subservient to the husband. That's not all it says. That's not exactly what it says. Mm-hmm. It's, it actually tells us that as a husband, we need to love our wives and family the same way that Jesus loved all of us, which means right. willing to sacrifice our lives for them, to mm-hmm. be the ultimate mm-hmm. servant for them. When they say they need anything done, when they ask for help, we're supposed to do it. Not to be we're, selfish. Yeah, we're supposed to put all of their needs first. Right, above, which, ours. above our own. <laughs> ours. Which is what is a complete opposite of what the world thinks of yep. a Christian man is actually supposed to be. And I also, again, I don't know, I don't believe there's enough teaching on that for Christian men out there to say that this, that, that is truly your role in the home. Yes, you are the head of the household, but at the same time you have to be the servant of the household mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I was going to run down this list, and then you basically 
in my head again. No, I'm just yeah. You dropped your notes. Yeah, I can read them from way back here. Well, I'll, I'll just read down this and let's talk about them because this this one here we'll stick with. Just this was the category for just wives, and then it goes into children. the The high points I took from this was it's it says stand tall in in the front slash be the example, mm-hmm. and then on onward it says work in partnership with your wife, act like a servant. Live with humility. Think morally. Never stop learning and growing. Have courage. Have an, have an open heart and mind. Mm-hmm. That was a list under the wives for that point. Anything to add there before I go to the kids? No, I mean, that pretty I, much. No, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. You got you to. Gotta, <laughs> Within the marriage, as the man, the leader of the family, and, and I put that in air quotes because we know how today's society is. A lot of times, the men aren't there to lead. No, they give up too soon. They give up too soon. They don't soon. fight. Right. Um, but as the leader of the family, you're not thinking of yourself better than your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-mm. Right. Because your spouse was created... To help you, because let's be honest, if if it was just me by myself, I would fail. Oh, I would too. <laughs> like, I agree to like, that. Like yep. me too. T- Taylor has made me better yep. um, and made me more organized in things because that's not a strong suit of mine. I fail in that, and 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 that's needed for leadership is to be organized. And sometimes you have to have that partnership that partner That's, to come yep. in and to be and pushed. Yes. Yep. Yeah. She pushes me all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. Not physically, but you know, <laughs> no, t- Taylor does, you know, she, and she, she pushes me all the time. She knows when I'm in the, Oh, you know, what was me attitude yeah. or like, Oh, this ain't fair or I, you know, this. And yeah. she'd be like, get off your butt. <laughs> she yeah. move. She makes me want to, she'll, she'll look at me and she'll be like, did you go run today? Yeah. Well, no, I didn't. Well, then you better go now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. You know, this ain't done yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So, I get the hint. So I lift this one out just to see if you guys would say this to me, but you didn't, you failed. Anyways, you sound no. like my wife. Super yeah. secret test. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, so this goes hand in hand with kids and your wife. So, this is why I left it out because I didn't know. I wanted to see if y'all say it. Pray with and for your kids and your wife. Mm-hmm. So that starts the kids right there. Let your family see you read the Bible often. Take that goes with both. Yeah. And then this one here, I tried to do this. I think Derek, I even talked to Derek about this one. Take your wife away as often as possible. Sometimes they work a little too much. Oh, they do? Yeah. Let them clear their own minds. Is that an airplane? Yeah, that's a jet flying over. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of cool. It is cool. And then read to your family. I'm assuming that's probably the Bible too. So uh, make decisions based on biblical reasoning and not your own. Mm -hmm. That's in my list there. Well, and I, I don't know if I said this on the previous podcast, but I know I told it to you guys. One of the stats that they've shown recently is that, uh, you know, if, if children get involved in church, it's a very low percentage that the rest of the family does. You know, there are instances where you'll see mm-hmm. there's just a single young adult or something like that coming who's come to the Lord, and there's their, their parents aren't there, their siblings aren't there, nobody's there. 
Uh, if a uh, wife comes to the church, often the kids come with, reluctantly usually, but they do, and it's, but it's only a percentage of the time. They're still often alone because a lot of times they won't come. I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I want to say it was in, it's above 50%, but not much over 60% of the time where the family comes to the Lord. But if the man is involved in church and comes to the Lord, it's 90% the rest of the family follows with. And it's, and that shows how important being a true good leader of your family and being a godly leader is to your family. You know, if, if you didn't come to church, if you don't read the Bible, they're not going to come to church. Right. They're not going to read the Bible. If you don't pray before meals, they're not going to pray before meals. If you don't pray before difficult things or anything like that, they're not going to pray before difficult things. And I think also one of the examples I really try to set for, for my daughter is praying in front of people who aren't Christians and not being feeling negativity about it. Because she, she's never had anyone tell her she can't, but there's something that's just innately built into her where she is embarrassed to pray in front of people she doesn't know or people who aren't Christians. And I, I've actually seen her pray really quietly in front of other kids who are around her age, but she knows aren't Christians. And it's like, I've never heard anyone make fun of her. Maybe they have, and I just didn't see it. But something has stopped her from doing it. So I think, you know, again, setting that really good example that it's okay. Yeah. I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm going to pray. Yeah. And, and so totally agree with what you said there. Mm -hmm. And back, did you have something to add? Okay. Just back to the wives. I, I, I had this statement written under all this here. And I'll be guilty of this. I, I had a conversation with Derek about my earlier life in law enforcement here, and this statement hit home real fast for me. It says, Your unconditional acceptance of your wife is not based upon her performance, but on her worth as God's gift to you. And that one hit pretty hard with me because I always treated her as something and not a gift. Right. And, and that's, that's a good statement. Yeah, and that's what I did too for, for a long time. And and now that, you know, we're more involved, we're more involved in church, more involved, you know, studying the word. And it is, it is a true gift from God. And, and the world doesn't teach you that. Mm -mm. You know, the world right now, I think, is what divorce rates so high right now. Uh, it, and you imagine if we set that you know we set that example in a marriage that you know that your wife is a true gift from god you, you, you know how many minds would change and, and and just be like well you're just a woman mm -hmm. i'll find another one well, mm -hmm. but what's sad right now is that in the church the divorce rate's 50 percent yep. and i think if we as husbands were better leaders that would probably change drastically and lower that'd be part of it mm -hmm. and, and i've heard some convincing arguments that it's it's a big part of it is the shift in the whole you know the, the dating if you will right i mean i'm sure you guys have heard this too right the, the bible doesn't mention dating anywhere you find someone you like and you woo them or you see if that's what's going to work and then and, and you don't move anywhere beyond just a hey are we compatible to the most of the things line up then we get married because no. uh, the way that um somebody described it was when you're 
dating somebody in the current worldly sense, right? They're living together a lot of times. They're, you know, being with each other out of wedlock and all that. But what they're saying to each other is, you're the best I can find right now. Yep. I'm not going to marry you because I'm holding out. I think I could find better. <laughs> yep. That's literally that's, what you are saying to someone when you are just going to be, date them, live with them, sleep with them. That's what I don't like, a, like about dating, right? Especially in, like, high school and junior high. That's what I tell the students all the time is a lot of times if you watch them, they date, which really means they talk to each other in the hallway between classes because they're not going anywhere else. (laughs) Um, And then when they get tired of each other, they break up, Mm -hmm. right, in air quotes again, and then they just move on. And to me, that's setting them up for failure in the future, right? Because, And partially because I've seen that happen within my own family. Right. My like my brother and sister both dated people, got married to them, oh, we don't like you anymore, we divorce, date somebody else, and they just keep bouncing. You know, and so I I don't know. Yeah. You know, I used to tell my wife, when we got married, I said I loved you once. If it changes, I'll tell you. I don't need to tell you. I love you every day. <laughs> right. but, and, and another thing, though, we went off on to marriage and dating in leadership, but whatever. Um, another thing, though, is like whenever I talk about relationships with the students, and I say the same thing to Taylor, and I tell her, I didn't fall in love with you. I grew in love with you. Right? Because if I fall... In love, I can fall out of love. Mm-hmm. I just continue to grow in my love because That's, yeah. my love gets stronger it's, each it's day deeper. and it's deeper and deeper because of her pushing me to mm-hmm. be a better leader and a better man. But I see that as the problem today is we are a generation of self gratification. We mm-hmm. want it right now. Yeah. We don't take the time to see it develop. We're a Burger King generation. Yeah. But where I'm going with that is, what we've been, 17, 18 years now, we're about the same. We're about the same, 18 years I've been married. I don't think we'll ever see it develop because we're always moving forward. Mm -hmm. And people with the mentality is, I don't see it right now, I don't need to go forward. You won't see the great things in marriage if you stop too early. Right, right, and and that's a lot of things in life. Yes. And it's true, I never got this until probably here recently is I do learn something new about my wife all the time. Every I agree. Day. All the time. Yeah. And you, you think you would know somebody after 18, 19 years? No. Nah. No. And sometimes it doesn't hit you right then either. Right. Sometimes you think back, whoa, she did do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's or, what, like, or, wow, did I just see that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, it's amazing, yeah. though. It, it is. It's amazing. Keep, you keep growing, but... People just don't understand that concept. It's like, I can do better now. I can do better now. Well, I got it right here, but I can do better than that right now. You know, and it's, people need to slow down well, and figure the, out some stuff. You don't, you're not the same person you were. Right. They're not going to be the same person they were. Yeah. It's a, you have to love the person for what they are, no matter how they change. It changes. And I, mean, I just did a quick little search because I know I'd heard it and, you know, the rates of divorce amongst arranged marriages, right? I mean, I, we, we've heard they're lower, but according to the data they were just saying, it's below 10% for arranged marriages, mm-hmm. whereas love or passion marriages, it's 50%. Yeah. 
So there's that is a. I'm not saying I'm, you know, let's go all go arrange marriages now. <laughs> right. Somebody better bring me a cow and a pig. Right, for my right. Kid. <laughs> but it's it's just interesting to see that that as you're saying that you if you don't go into it knowing that you're going to have to work from the beginning which I think is what arranged marriages really do start off with. You have right. to learn to under who, who is this person? I gotta, I'm going to be with this person. We have to learn how to go through it as opposed to our passion marriages where you just, there's that chemical reaction, there's that spark, there's that whatever it is. The, the flesh is what steps in. And a lot of times why people get married. Uh, there, you know, I guess apparently there's only a 50% chance that's going to work <laughs> out. Wow. Yeah. I have a quote Because they quit working yes. at it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have a quote for that. I love it. It says, no man ever stepped in the same river twice, for it's not the same river, and it's never the same man. There you right. go. That is awesome. Where did that come from? That. Where did that come from? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one It's before. a secret. <laughs> yeah. I showed you guys yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I ain't telling you where I get my stuff. <laughs> no. I like it. But yeah, it's, it's it, I will say that my wife and I have never been closer since we found the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, as if you listen to the last podcast, we almost got divorced before we found the Lord. I mean, it was it, it was going the other direction. We would have been part of that 50 percent. And uh, as you had even said there, reading the more I read the Bible, the mm-hmm. more I understand what is said in there, the more the Holy Spirit works through me, the more I realize how important it is that it's it's work nothing (laughs) good comes easy no it does not and it takes time and it takes time and that's what and that's what producing i say producing a good leader you know but making a good leader it takes time we can't just be a good leader overnight and be like i'm an overnight success no that doesn't work like that and we still got to keep working at that you know we're going back to leadership and that's what we're talking about but that's the same thing that goes on with marriage. It's the same thing that goes on on what we do is that we have to keep working you gotta at work it. at it. Mm-hmm. We got to. That's every to. and and then that that's every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Right? None of us are the best Christians out there. No. Right? We all struggle. Oh yeah. I struggle but, all the time. But we're all working for it. Yes. Right. We're all striving and working to become better. Right. And that's the one thing I always like when I wake up, I ask God for two things. Make me better as a person than I was yesterday and make me a better leader today than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's the two things that, that you know that I always start with because that's what I want to be. I want to be a better person than I was the day before and I want to be a better leader than I was the day before. Okay, fine. <laughs> Well, I know you're itching over there. Uh, okay, you guys done talking? You guys done? No, I got more. I got more. I got more. He brought six pages of notes. Oh, I know. My goodness. I only got two more points if you guys want to hear it. I don't even use six pages of notes when I preach. Well, maybe you should. Got him. In one sense, leaders are custodians. They must care for people, places, and the things that are not theirs. Mm-hmm. Boo. Put that in your notes. Ooh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> no. That was a good one. That is a good one, though, because, yeah, you have to have care for every single aspect of what you're doing if you're going to be a true leader, and, again, not just a boss. Right. Yep. You need to understand that every single action and word that you say is going to have impact, 
and that you got to be careful with what you do and what you, know, you say. Can you imagine if we just showed more kindness? I mean, I, that would just be unreal, you know, and that's why I think that we talked about that months ago, you know, the difference between the, you know, being nice yeah. and being kind. Mm -hmm. Being there's nice huge, doesn't cost anything. There's a huge kind difference. Kind costs everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm Sorry. Back to your notes, Randy. I apologize. Oh I was just listening to you guys. I said something. <laughs> Y'all talk about it. Well, I think that's no. one of the hard parts about being a leader, though, is being able to... to to have the kindness to sit, literally say, oh, you know, here's the shirt off my back, right. as people say. Here, you know, I, you need help with this instead of just being like, why can't you do this? Yeah. To be like, all right, let me get in here, get my hands dirty, get cut up, get bloody, whatever you got to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, though, a good leader does have to kind of come down hard, though. Yeah, it's true. On their people. That's true. If they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Right. There's right. a difference between you know, rebuking someone How many times did Jesus wrong action. rebuke them? Yeah. You know, yep. There's a difference between wrong action and there's a difference between the either the lack of knowledge or the lack of ability to do what they're trying to do. So there's, yeah. there's definitely something there. Yeah, it's one of the try to things yeah. I try to keep all the time with my kid with with harmony because I have to understand. You know, again, she's little, and I, you know, she. There's things where if I know she's done it right, then I will rebuke her or you know she will get in trouble for doing something if I she know she knows how to do it right. But then also trying to understand those times where it's, okay, this is a mistake you made. Let's come at it with compassion and mm -hmm. teach you how not to do this again. I see you looking over. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Randy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm not doing nothing. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> no, I was just going to bring it back to this just individual person. And what I've got here is just what's the Bible's role for a man in leadership. It's... The man's duty is to fear God and keep his commandments. Mm hmm So being obedient. Mm-hmm. I just gonna bring And it back what are his commandments? And I want you to tell me. The greatest two commandments. The greatest one is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind, and the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. To be kind. To be kind, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> so that that brings me to the next one. That's why I wanted you to tell me. A man needs to respect himself and the lives of others. So, neighbors. So How do you do that? Hmm. By showing kindness. <laughs> showing kindness. <laughs> you got to work on that every day. Yep. We have to. I mean, we yeah. really do. But it goes it goes on <laughs> down to the respect of well as others as well as our freedoms, our character, our property, our truth, and the progress of our growth. So I mean, it's it's not just explain it in easy terms. You got plenty of to think about on that. I think with respect of others in leadership, it's respecting them to their face, but it's also respecting them when they're not around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God, why you gotta put it that way? No, just and that's <laughs> that's one of the things that we struggle with a little bit, especially. I, yeah, I feel like our group. You know, the five of us, because we poke fun at each other. That's just what we do. Really? Hmm. Huh. No, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just me. Okay. I'll confess. It's just me. Um, Daniel's mean. Uh, yeah, he's so mean. I told him to show kindness. What comes with kindness? Right. Compassion. Compassion. Right? But, I know you don't like me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we do. And that's one of the things that like, I'm having to remind myself 
every day is, you know, I still got to be nice and kind. Still have to be kind and respectful even when they're not around. Which just means, like, the way that I, I may talk about them or... Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there are people we disagree with. There are people that we don't think they're doing the right thing. Right. And and that's that's a real tricky part that I think a lot of Christians have a hard time with is, again, in the Bible, if you got a problem with somebody, you're supposed to go to the person about it. Correct. Right. You're not supposed to talk to anybody else about right. it. Right. And I know I know we've all failed on that a lot. Yep. And that's something we are, we're going to constantly struggle with. I know it is because, well, part of it is that that's a, it takes a lot of courage to go up to somebody and uh, alone and say, Hey, I got a problem with what's going on. Nope. And we're prideful. Yeah. Yeah. Our pride gets in the way. Yep. I don't want to admit that I'm wrong. Yep. You know, cause you know, when, when, you know, when we all talk, we, we want to be right. Right. You're right. I mean, we do, we want to be right. <laughs> when I talk, I said, yeah, I want to be right. Yep. But when, you know, we got to show that humbleness to know when I'm wrong. Yep. Yeah. And if I'm wrong or, you know, something, you know, I'm going to confront you. And I've been working on that. You know, and that's what I want to do is if I have a problem or if I feel something, I want to go to that person and just talk. Yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a struggle sometimes and to you do gotta, that because, you know, you almost feel like you're like you failed. You got to make sure you don't do it out of anger, though. Yep. Right. You know. Right. And that's very. And, and that's, that's hard. That's very hard. And And I think. Um, I think one of the best guys uh, that that I've seen recently that something may come up and they feel like it's wrong and they want to go talk to somebody is Jed. Because Jed doesn't jump straight to it. He's going to pray about it and he's going to listen and wait for God to tell him what to say and when to say it. Not only am I short, I am quiet until it's time to speak. <laughs> oh, wait, Jed, you're still here. No way. Yeah, I'm here. Wake up, Jed. Wake up. <laughs> well, I think that's why I, go, I went ahead and kept truth on my list because there's a few that I cut that I didn't personally didn't feel like they was up to par on this. It, 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 some of this list looked like it was more worldly. Mm-hmm. So I took most of the ones I thought we should respect on that, and that's why I left truth on theirs, because I think as a Christian, we ought to find the truth first before we open our mouths. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, everybody has hearsay. Everybody has non-facts. Why can't we be different and bring the facts to people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, the, the truth does set you free. And, and as yeah. a Christian leader... You are responsible. The responsibility is is huge because it, you will be judged harsher for how you lead others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, you, ha- and how you respond, and yeah. how you respond to others, and yeah. and just like a good true leader, especially a leader of old, if something doesn't go right among the people you're leading, you don't say, "Oh, that was that they messed up." Yeah, that was their fault. Yeah, yeah you take it on yourself. Sorry, mm-hmm. we made a mistake. This this yep. is on me. Well, this something went wrong. Something's not happening right. That's on me. I'm, you know, blame me. Mm-hmm. Don't blame them. Right. Because you're the leader. And that's that's what's missing from, as you had mentioned earlier, from a lot of the worldly leaders. Right. As soon as something goes wrong, I mean, we even see it in our in our political leaders. We see it in other 
other religious leaders. As soon as things go wrong, blame just starts being tossed around. Everywhere. Oh yeah, you hear that? I got your back. Yeah. yeah. Do you really? Let's see. You got the knife in Let, the back. Yeah. Is what you right. got. Let's go to battle and then really see if you have my back. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. But right. sometimes we're pressured into that instant answer, instant reaction, and mm-hmm. we need to step back. And everything needs to be laid out and then be in the right mind to move forward. Right. And sometimes yeah. that, like what we talked about. And it's kind of like the time we was at your house and Crystal called, you know, and you had a guy sitting at your gate and they was out by the horses. Yep. Boom, you was out that door and you was flat, just running straight to the deal. I run the gunfire. I mean, he was... <laughs> Gone. That's what we're trained. That's what we're trained. <laughs> we're but trained to do it. My situation, I'm following him, but I get about halfway out and I slow down and I start looking left, right, and all around. Yeah. He's going to the thread. Thread. Through the thread. <laughs> I'm looking for a secondary thread. Yeah. Make right. sure that he's going to be okay with thread yeah. number one. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and you and you but look at this. But that's why it takes a. It does yeah, take a team, it does. And, it, and it really does. Because it now, so you, you all been to my house, and so it was that night. It was super dark out. Yes. The ladies were over at the horses, and if you come to my house, you're either lost or you're up to no good. Yeah. Right. right? There's no you don't reason drive by. You don't house. drive by it's my not, house. It's not accidental. No, it's not <laughs> accidental because most people don't even find my house and be like. It's that dirt road through the pasture. Yep. <laughs> yeah, turn right, right there. Yeah, if you were in the wrong spot, you would have turned around by then. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, now they call me and say, "Hey, there's a truck at our gate." Okay. You know, they're they're not lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're probably up to no good. I just they shut it off and will not respond. <laughs> right. And they're not responding to them. You know, hey, they're they're hey, who is that? Who's at the gate? And no they're like, answering. no one's answering them. So I'm like. <laughs> I was gone. Done. You know, and, uh, you're right. That's how we're trained. Yeah. And that's what we do is we run to the, the threat, threat, right? And we always said that as cops, right? We're running in and everyone's running out, you know? And, and that's what that leader does. We run, run to, to the, the fight. Threat. We run to the battle. Yeah. We run there and because we are leading, you mm-hmm. know? And that's where you can go back to law enforcement, military, you know, you have great leaders that come from those job professions yeah. Yeah. because they lead their troops to battle. They got the initiative. You know what's going to happen at the end sometimes. I'm running to gunfire, you know, yeah, let's go. You know, and a great leader is going to move you to gunfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, too, when I think of of a great leader is sometimes when you're that leader – and you hand off that command, right? Like you talked about earlier, um, one thing my dad did as a fire chief was if if one of the firefighters was on scene first, they kept command, and he'd Correct. just go in and fight fire. That's it. But what would happen was if something happened on that scene, instead of it going back on his guys for command, he took that blame mm-hmm. because he let them stay there. Mm-hmm. And that's a leader Mm-hmm. Is yeah, I'll let you take that post and I'll go fight. But if something comes back on you, I got you. Don't worry, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I have your six. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, exactly what Jesus did. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. He took it in the end. He yep. took it for all of exactly. us. Exactly. You know, he he took the ultimate sacrifice for it. 
But you're right, Jed. I mean, some, you got to have that team. You got to have yeah. a person that's going to the battle. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why, you know, in all these different things that we battle, we have different people in place in our lives, mm-hmm. right? That have different abilities and different strengths and different weaknesses because. Yeah. As us, as a team, we're building each other up. That's right. You know, you're stronger here. I'm weaker here. And so that's what we're doing. And you're right. There's that one guy or, you know, our team of people that are behind watching for other things that are going on where one person is running towards this way. That's, that's why in the fire service, you said. The leader might not be the one in the front. The leader no. can be step back. You, the you're leader right. can yeah. be in the front. Yeah. Tunnel but, vision. Yeah, and that's, that's why I said a good leader needs to know when to lead and when, when to follow. Yeah. That's right. right. That is yep. that is yep. the thing, and that's yeah. that's a big takeaway I think from tonight is a good leader needs to know when to lead and when to follow. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And one, and G, you know Jesus didn't send them out alone when they went out to yeah. go preach. He sent them out in groups of two. Yep, because mm-hmm. he knew yep. they would need they would need someone else there with them. They were mm-hmm. the. <clears throat> they were the biblical firefighters. Right. Two in, two out. Two in, right. two out. <laughs> yeah. And then they actually, the way they're always mentioned in the Bible, the way the disciple or the apostles are always mentioned, they're actually grouped into three groups of four. And the three groups of four always, there's the same person is always mentioned first in each group of four. So there was a leader amongst leaders. You know, uh, there's the group, the leader, then there's subgroups, there's the leader of the subgroup. Right. And then there's probably yeah. even below that so the same type of you're thing. You're talking about a chain of command. <laughs> oh, wow. Exactly right. How about that? But that's how a good leader does it because mm-hmm. when you need to step out, when you need to be in there fighting the fire, you know yeah. that I've got my backup. He knows how to step in and do my job. Yeah. for me when I'm not there. And if he's busy, there's another guy behind mm-hmm. him who knows yeah. how to step in. Always I think someone in charge. Right. I think I mean I honestly I think that's the the group we're building right here is that any one of us could dive into the building to go fight the burning fire yeah. and you know that the people who are left outside are still going to be going oh, now what do we do? You know, we're, we're right. going to be taking care of business because <laughs> yeah. we know how to, you know, that's just what we're building ourselves up to be. Mhm. What do you think, Randy? You got any more over there? Anything else? Are you sure? I just got a finished quote when you guys are ready. Ooh. All right. All right. I can't wait for that finished quote. <laughs> Yield. Any, anything <laughs> else, guys? I think one of the important things about whether you want to be a leader or not is getting yourself into a group of Christians because you'll find a leader or you'll become the leader. Right. And, yeah. and again, it might, you might not need – you don't have to be the top leader you might just be a leader of a section mm-hmm. you might just be a leader of one group sometimes you got five leaders in that group it could, you could. yeah but yeah. they're leaders in different aspects that that group does yeah yep 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 are oh, you talking it, about this group daniel is that what you're saying yeah, so. <laughs> kind of am <laughs> you say we're all the same personality <laughs> almost <laughs> but i think it's i think it's true it's it's it shows you, if you get yourself into a group of good christians mm-hmm. you will see and find good leaders right. and i'm not saying that's just a given there are bad leaders there are out bad there leaders, too but and there are there you have to be careful about the doctrine that the, that they're following nowadays it's so important to to ask questions to look at what they believe and to make sure that it lines up with what the bible says but if you find that group like i feel like we found here you're going to learn 
You're going to be growing. Again, iron sharpens iron. I, you know, we are all learning from each other every single time we are with each other. Mm-hmm. We are. And it's, Absolutely. And, and we're pushing each other. Yep. We push each other all the time. Mm-hmm. I try to push Randy more than others, but... It takes need, two people to push Randy. Need bull- <laughs> I got to need a bulldozer for that. I got tired of pushing, so I just ran and hope y'all catch up. <laughs> y'all just reach over the top of me. <laughs> Come on, Jed, Get on there. I don't know. I've got a verse that come to me since we talked about this, and I don't know if it really fits, but it does fit. It's John 5, 30. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what I said to start with. We need to look for the yeah. for his will. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the number one deal for mm-hmm. being a leader of any kind. It's true because you might want to f- feel like you need to be the leader. But if there already is a leader there and God's saying, hey, no, step back. Step right. This is your time to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yep. is your time to watch. Your yep. time to be on backup. Mm-hmm. So if something happens or he needs you, you're right there to step in. Yep. So, yeah, it gets back to that leader being able to follow. Right. That's right. It's like Ray pushes us on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Read the whole book. Read the whole book by uh, two days, okay? And I'm going to ask you 55 questions. Answer every question. Every single one. And I'm going to call you out, too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We right. love you, Ray. Hey, we love it, you, worked, Ray. it worked with one of you. <laughs> Who? Who, Daniel? Nope. Who? Randy, he Who? filled out the book. I saw it. Randy, no. Randy, taken Randy out. fills no. out the book. Randy didn't finish it. Randy. You only he see what with, you want to see. <laughs> he comes with six pages of notes to every podcast. So hey, yeah. I, he sure I am the dumbest one of the crew, so I at least got to catch up to you boys, okay? <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I was being nice. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's what a leader does is be nice. Oh, oh. No, it's kind. Oh, kind. Oh. Maybe there's a reason I'm quiet. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I think that's what we got to do. We got to push each other constantly. We, do. we have yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And you surround yourself with those people that are pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you, I mean, like we said, you know, you know the negative people. They're always negative. Always. Always. And it's going to bring you right down. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear somebody try to be negative, I'm like, tell me good three positive things from your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can tell me one negative. No, I don't want to hear it. Right. right, I don't want to hear it. Right, like but, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to hear it. But I do that so that way they try to find the good right. in the day because mm-hmm. there's always good. Yep. I mean, hello, you woke up. That's yeah. good. Right. Well, yeah, yep. and these boys didn't like me in the morning when we <laughs> at the uh, missions trip in yeah. Hot Springs. Oh yeah. What's that? Like, good morning, boys. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Oh, you're annoying, you're annoying in the morning. <laughs> oh, they're it gonna. Was, it wasn't just us. Hey, his wife. Even they're, they're, gonna, like, they're gonna hate me Saturday morning at this men's retreat. Then just Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Got him again. Shots fired. Yeah. Where were the little drums, man? Yeah, they, uh, they're too hard to hit. Yeah. Don't worry, we got our own. I thought you you were the one to push the buttons and you're failing. He's too busy talking. Uh, Hey, Daniel, we're just joking, buddy. We love you. That's fine. That's from another side of the country. It's all good. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm sure sure I'll hear about it this weekend. You'll hear it this weekend. Just wait. I would bring saran wrap, but I don't have that much. 
I don't know what for. I've got a lot of ideas, though. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> bet. I'm I, glad you said that, Daniel, because you know what? Now I'm thinking, you think you're going to get us. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I can't wait for this weekend. I'm excited, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, actually. And we're talking all, about talking leadership about this weekend a little bit. So yep. I'm pretty stoked. Are you sure you're going to change schedule again? No, I'm positive. Well, he's going to be like, well, you can't shoot guns now. You can't have a campfire. Fire inside. Uh, (laughs) We're still having the guns. We're getting with the fire department to see if we can do the campfires outside. We'll see. Mm, They'll say no. Because we're still under that burn Oh, yeah. It's it's so dry. dry It's super dry. It's dry. And it's supposed to be super windy this weekend, too. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are going to the. It's the called the Watchman, right? The Watchman. Yeah, Watchman retreat. All right, I know. I've heard. Uh, I've heard they do that kind of all over the place, don't they? They're Watchman retreats in different places, or is this um, separate from that? Or? It's separate. Okay. This is a Christian Watchman. Okay, I've heard of the other one. I don't know who the other ones are. I just heard of them. So the other one is a political ah, okay. basis thing. Is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. So this is a this is a Christian retreat. God and guns. Gods and guns. That's awesome. why I moved to Arkansas. Um, America. God. <laughs> yep. Coffee. Guns. Yes. Yep. Again, America. That's all you need uh-huh. to know. Keep saying <laughs> America. Well, it's something that came to me when you were just talking about, you know, Daniel, you were mentioning making sure that people talk about positive things. Again, mm-hmm. just bringing it back to leaders for a second. That's actually something that our pastor at our church in Hawaii, I think, was a really amazing thing he would do in every single service right after all the singing before he'd send off the kids to go do their little bit of Sunday school he would have the entire church ask the entire church not what prayers do you have what praises do you have Mm -hmm. and you'd have the whole church full of people just shouting out standing up and telling them what they were praising God for from the last week and I think that's an an, it's you know we always ask prayer requests that's going to happen all the time. I think it's important to also focus on the praises. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a leader, helping others to see that too, because that's Ooh. a lot of people get down on themselves and a lot of people yeah. get down on their lives real easy. And as a good Christian leader, to be able to go to somebody and say, okay, come on, just what's, let's start with something positive. What's something that's positive? Because there is always something. Always. There is. All and right, Ray, for granted. what praise do you have then? Well, my praise from this last week was that. Uh, uh, or for this week would be that you know my mother-in-law's in town and getting to spend some time with my daughter, and that they didn't get lost yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of guys being ready to jump in and help and diving head first, because yeah, they you know she's she's uh, uh, doesn't have a cell phone, won't get one, doesn't know the area, didn't have you know we gave her some maps to get around, but got turned around, didn't have our numbers with, so you know in a place you don't know. Driving around with her, her, our, she's got a GPS thing, but it's not a cell phone one. And our development's too new, so it's not even on the map. I even updated it, but mm-hmm. it's still not on that map. So she wow. can't even punch in our address to find our house on her, on her Garmin. It won't find it. So she was completely lost. And I actually, you know, again, start after two hours of them not being there, that panic starts to set in a little bit. Because, of course, at first my wife was, up, you know, very upset at first because they were supposed to be home. We had, my daughter had a softball game, and they weren't there in time for it. And, you know, I started off with the whole attitude of, it'll be fine. They'll be here any minute now. And then when any minute keeps going by and nobody's showing up, 
I actually, you know, got my phone out. I was like, okay, I got to figure something out and start scrolling. And of course, Derek's name is like the first one that pops up in my list. I'm like, boom, call Derek. He was a police officer. He'll know what we can maybe do. Like, how do you handle this situation? And, uh, I mean, it just, but it also shows the, the love we have for each other because without even asking, without even you even saying anything, five minutes later, you guys were in a car driving to go check on a spot where you had seen an accident mm -hmm. to see if it, you know, maybe that was what was going on. You didn't ask, you didn't think about it. Right. You just were like, we got to go, we're going to go. And, you know, and even you even offered, you said, well, as soon as we're done here at the church, you know, if they, you haven't come home yet, we'll figure something out. We'll, you know, spread out, we'll figure out where they could might be and try to figure out where they went. Yeah. And you will not find that outside of church in very few places right. where you'll have people who will go to battle with you like that. You know, because you say it, it probably sounds easy, but when you actually think about trying to go find someone who's lost that's in hard. an area, like, <laughs> yeah, that's difficult. It's, it's needle in a haystack mm -hmm. is what that is. But we would have done it. Yep. I know we yep. would have done it. Yep. We all were like, all right, you drive this road. You, I'll drive to this small area. You drive over to that place. Mm -hmm. And we would have done it, even yep. though it would be an impossible task where I guarantee you go to your neighbors in your, in your neighborhood, if they're not Christians, and say, hey, my child's missing. They're like, oh, well, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. And that's probably all they do. <laughs> Sit back down and watch the TV. Exactly. I'll keep an eye out from inside my house mm -hmm. on my couch. Do you all know my neighbors? <laughs> that's not an option. <laughs> no, they're good neighbors. Yeah. I'm just saying that's everywhere, but you know it. what I mean. Yep. 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 Jed, what praise you got this week? My praise this week is just getting back home from being gone this weekend and actually just spending some time with my dad this week. We've been working together just good visitation and that's don't happen a lot sometimes we're all in different directions and we spent most of the week together this week so it's been real nice yeah very nice Derek mm, my praise right now is my wife yeah because uh you know I think I told earlier you know she had that heart issue and Oh, she's been seeing the specialist, and then she had another test uh, this morning, and they still can't find anything wrong, but she still hasn't had another episode. So we're hoping that it just led back to a prescription that she took one time, and hopefully that was that was it, because as of right now, she hasn't had any major issues, or they the doctors can't find anything, you know, uh, but there's still testing going on. So right now, that's a praise. Yeah, no news is good news almost right. in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to say my praise is within three parts here. One. Oh, we get more than one? Yes. Oh, oh I didn't know that. I'm doing it. I don't care. <laughs> oh, wow. We well, come back we to come me. Back around. It, it, it all goes hand in hand with what y'all saying. You know, we had a good weekend. Me and my wife got to go spend some time together. We got to hang out with Derek and Crystal and have dinner. Well, that was a great dinner. It was. And that's that's a good praise right there, getting out and just enjoying fellowship with them. So that's two, hanging out with my wife and with them. And the third is, I think any time I talk to you guys, I'm like, man, I'm just ready to see my friends. And it's, it's, I, I really enjoy this. This is, yeah. I think, something I was wanting for a very long time. You got your friends within the sheriff's office and stuff you hang out with, but it just, to me, this doesn't feel like that. This feels better. Like, yeah. this is where we're supposed to be, you know. So, 
I got to praise for all this and all the friends fellowship. Boom three, awesome. <laughs> well, you know what is your praise, Daniel? I got a couple. Oh um, my goodness! I thought it was just one. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so last Saturday, I did my uh, finished my third half marathon. Um, was there a bear running after you? No, you're just no, running for fun. I just run for fun. Um, so overachiever. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so it's been. A year since I ran my first half, or well, a year and a half now since I've ran my first half. So, so I've ran three halves and one full within the last year and a half. That's it. What's taking so long? I know he's slacker. Well, I mean, I've done some five Ks and ten Ks in there. You know, oh. little three mile, six mile runs in oh, there, but just those little ones. Um, just those little ones. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, just little. I can't even make it a mile on a treadmill right now. Um, so I yeah, make it to my truck. I got, I got to run. I ran my third one, and and that was a fun one. Um, but, uh, for you guys know, um, but some of our, our listeners don't, uh, my wife and I aren't blessed to have kids. Right. And so a personal prayer of mine has been, um, for God to allow us to have kids in some way. And, uh, we finally started talking about adoption last night. Um, and so we're, we're looking at going that route. Um, and so that's just kind of one of those big prayers that I've been praying for about a year, year and a half now. That's awesome. Um, that's, yeah, that's awesome. It's getting yep. answered slowly but surely. But it's a pretty big step, though, talking about it. It is. That's, it is. That's, that's um, within itself there. That's because, awesome. you know, when, when you get told that there's a 98, 99% chance you'll never have kids of your own, to us, like, that's hard, right? Because right? you mm-hmm. want to be a dad. But to the woman, that's way harder for them than it is for us mm-hmm. and so so two years later to finally come to the realization and acceptance and start talking about it so we had a small conversation with a feller the other day that he was told by a doctor that he may not make it through covid and what right. was his answer Derek? my god stronger my god that. stronger that's what, that's what, and that that's doctor, a big relief to sit there and say that mm-hmm. when, and, when, and believe in it when, yeah yes. when that doctor told us i looked at that doctor i said so based off your statistics, there's a one percent chance. Yeah. I said, but let me give you a better statistic. According to God, there's a hundred percent chance if he wants it. Yep. Right. Exactly. And we walked that's, out. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But it's 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 well one, but, the Bible adoption is in the Bible. It's in yeah. law in yeah. the Bible. If your brother passed away, you were you adopted his kids. There was right. no question. Right. There was it wasn't a well, maybe we could no, you just did it, you know. But. Um, but we, you know, my wife and I, we, we have one child, but we tried for more and, uh, I, you know, we don't know due to her illness or, or what it might be, but we just weren't able to have any more either. And, you know, we talked about adoption a little bit, but again, with her, with her illness, we just weren't sure if it's something we can do, you yeah. know? Um, so I'm glad to hear that you guys are talking about that though, because yeah. I know how, I mean, it's not even just saying the depression that's involved with it, but the, the everything that's involved with that from yeah. from the side of, of again the woman because that's that's I don't want to say that's their job, but I mean it's yeah. it's one of them. It's their it's their reason for well, c- creating life that they're the ones yeah. who are the responsible for it. And it's a struggle too because you go through like Mother's Days and Father's Days, and you know you get to see and and I love seeing people excited spending time with their kids. That's why I do ministry. Um, but you know, and then you see people, um, 
that probably shouldn't have kids that get to have kids, mm-hmm. you know, um, or who didn't want kids and they have kids and they just pass their kids off to grandparents mm-hmm. all week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's a little bit of a struggle from time to time, but yeah. And that's what I was going to say of my second praise. Well, I was going to actually say my kids. Yeah. It's just because right now they're that's awesome. the stage of their life right now. It. It's just yeah. awesome. They're, they're fun. They're, yeah. You know, and, you know, Autumn's going to be going to college next year. Tomorrow we're doing a tour at the university. And then, you know, why is it at that stage right now? It's just, that's my buddy, man. Yeah. You know, it's just my bud. And we just hang out. We just, just do things. Like today we went out and bought him a shotgun. And it's just, it's just so cool. You know, it's just, it's a praise. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Randy, you want to read us that quote? All right. We'll let's, pray. let's do it. The quote is, stand firm in your faith. Be men of courage and be strong. Create an atmosphere. God has called you for God has called you and placed you where you are for his purpose. Yep. Very it's always nice. good to remember that. You yep. know. Love it. Love it. Let's pray and then we'll be done. Father, we thank you so much for today, God. Just thank you for the time that we can gather together and just converse uh, with what you've laid on our hearts. Father, we just ask that you help us to be better men, help us to be better leaders, God, that that we are better uh, today than we were yesterday, God, and help us to to know when to lead and know when to follow, Father. We just uh, we love you. We thank you. Tune in my prayer. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows at fbchawassi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.